Hello and welcome to the Sporopod, a podcast all about fungi. This week, Kathy and I are discussing the events of Mycology May, a celebration of all things fungi in Orange, New South Wales. Welcome back, Teresa. Thank you. It's so nice to be in slightly higher temperatures. Mm. <laughs> and so you have been at Mycology May. I have had that privilege, yes. I love it. I've been uh, going for the last three years since its inception. Uh, and it's just a fantastic celebration of all things fungi. Mm, yeah, I'm really jealous. So <laughs> tell me a bit about um, what goes on when you get amongst a mob of mycophiles. Yes, yeah. Well, um, the, the whole thing, Mycology Mate, is got together by our good friend Liz Davis from local land services down there. Um, and she's got together a series of workshops there's talks there was a book launch for Alison Puglio's latest book there are um, fungal surveys there was fine arts fungi a Mm -hmm. celebration of uh, well it was artwork inspired by Alison Puglio actually Mm -hmm. Um, in the city of Orange I suppose it is there's a whole lot of fungi things going on as well I mean the fungi stock there's there are a lot of fungi that are in season then. Mm. So there was fungi stalls at markets and stuff like that. Yeah, it was lovely. Right, so what about eating fungi? Was that a big um, activity at Mycology Mate? No, we um, there weren't any sort of like cooking um, workshops or anything like that, but there mm. was some pretty fabulous catering. Had this soup, that was mm. the, no, the like, I'll try and put the link to the caterer in the show notes because... Um, the soup that we had during workshops and up on the mountain for the survey was just mind-blowing. What was it? It was a Hungarian style um, with mushroom, chorizo and black beans. Mm. Oh, that sounds so hearty. It was so hearty and it was so warming. And um, Liz said in all the catering that she's done, including for Mycology May, she's never seen a soup tureen be see the bottom of the barrel basically it's fantastic <laughs> so they went anyway i want shops, that recipe but the, the, the whole you know mycology sort of mm. feel to orange during this week uh we went to the farmer's markets in orange and mm. fabulous stall there run by um rubbo and nana and that's they collect uh, wild fungi these mostly they had um, saffron milk caps oh. uh, so they were for sale fresh and yeah. dried what do they taste like um, it's hard to describe their taste. Mm. It's fairly mild flavour, but mm. I've had them barbecued and stuff, and yeah. we've collected them wild down around orange, and they grow in association with pines. Um, mm. And they also had miso and other yummy things on their stall. Yeah, there was that sort of feel about it too. So I had a okay. nice chat with Robbo about what it's like and where you go when you're foraging and all that sort of stuff. We're in Orange, and we're at the, uh, the farmers' markets. Um, I'm here with Liz and Robbo. Nana. And Nana and um, a rather wonderful looking uh, mushroom stall. Um, perhaps we're going to have a chat about what you've got on there this morning. I mean, it's obviously very seasonal because you've got some fresh wild picked mushrooms there. We've got some um, saffron milk caps, which yeah. I picked yesterday yep. at about a thousand metres up on um, Canobla State Forest. Yep. Um, previously, we've dried some of the saffron milk caps oh, out. I've never seen them which, dried before. Um, uh, is good to powder. Yep. They're very good also to, to just soak in water and use as a, a base for a stock, yep. uh, which Nana does when she makes miso soup. 
Um, and um, we've got mushroom sold over here, which is oh, made yeah. from a blend of um, Belitas, yeah. the Slippery Jacks, yep. and also some of the um, saffron milk, milk caps, caps, and then mixed with Olsen's um, sea salt from South Australia. Um, good table salt, but also a good cooking salt as well. Nanas made a lot of um, chutney, wild mushroom chutney with. Uh, oh, I think I just tasted that with some cheese on the yeah, cracker. It's yeah. delicious. It's it's a, a good uh, platter dish um, to serve with cheeses and and cured meats um, with using the saffron milk caps, which are. Just a, a beautiful mushroom to cook with or preserve, lovely uh, because they hold their shape and, and texture. Yeah, I can see some um, oak barreled matured miso over there yeah, too, which I'm definitely getting. Um, <laughs> Nana has been making miso now for um, four or five years 2018, yeah, five years. Yeah. So um, and she makes about, I know, 300 kilos a year. Wow. Sells it through the market, but it's also popular with um, uh, restaurateurs in the Central West as well. Yeah, I bet. Over in Mudgee and a lot of uh, local chefs here in Orange uh, are regular clients. Yeah. Um, it's made in a traditional way, so it's made how a, a Japanese uh, wife would have made it uh, 100 years ago. Yep. Traditionally a winter activity and they would have made um, their miso for the whole year during the cooler months. Yeah, of course, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and so is you, are you busiest during the cooler months? Because obviously yeah, it's the best cooler, foraging the time. Yeah, the cooler months is our, um, is our busy time because we're foraging, we're making miso, um, and we're doing all the kind of value-added things as well in terms of drying, dehydrating a lot of fungi. Um, we also um, do our own blend of a Japanese curry powder. We're also doing the um, the salt, um, and um, of course, there's a regular. I, I trade these with local restaurateurs. Yeah. So there's a picking side of all of that, and yeah. I'm fairly particular. And so yeah, the winter time is the busy time. The winter autumn time is busy. That's brilliant, and this. Yeah. The store looks so opulent and gorgeous, and I think that I'm just about to buy most of the things on there. <laughs> luggage allowance. Good. Thanks very much, Robo. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. All okay. the best. I've never been to a fungi festival or a, a mushroom festival. Have you? Have you got to be a, a mycophile? To go to mm. one of these, do you reckon to uh, get anything out of it? No, I don't think so. Like, I think you could have even the slightest interest in fungi, whether it's eating them, <laughs> them yes, finding out about their ecology and how they can save the planet. Mm. No, you don't need any knowledge of laurel. And I certainly saw that with so many people from so many walks of life attending the Mycology May events, which yeah. included workshops. There were things like um, basic fungi workshops that Alison ran. They were fascinating and you always mm. learn something no matter how much you think you know. Mm. Uh, there was a spore print workshop run by Sapphire, Dr. Sapphire McMullen-Fisher. Oh, um, yeah. spore print workshop. Uh, we went to uh, one um, here in Mullaney last oh, that, year. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was great fun, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Because you get mm. to actually make spore prints. Mm, and I uh, didn't, didn't realise how how easy it was in a way. Although, yeah, absolutely. Um, 
having a microscope to look at the spores afterwards. Yeah, is, is, an, is an advantage. <laughs> yes. But yes, we'll, we'll do a bit more of that. But yeah, yeah so Sapphire's workshop, um, I didn't attend that. I was sort of in the background doing things, but um, she did a bit of uh, like microscopic examination of spores because they've got some fascinating like ornamentation and shapes mm. and things. And they're really, of course, important diagnostic when mm-hmm. you're um, looking for um, identification. It sounds a lot more interesting than, say, going to a conference. Absolutely, yes. it was, yeah. Very inviting. Yeah, very like inviting. A mob of weird people. Yeah, but <laughs> lots of different sorts of weird. <laughs> yeah. That's but honestly, the because the, the Mount Canobolus survey is um, oversubscribed every year. Like, So ah. it's, it's a sellout event. Ah, and we so had about soon. 60 people yeah. in two groups doing the survey on the mountain. And people's enthusiasm is incredible because... And know, it's really freezing, I understand. Yes, it's really quite cold. We were quite lucky, though. We had quite a sunny day. So we're here um, setting up for a fungi survey of Lake Canopolis. Mount uh, Canopolis. Uh, Mount Canopolis, that's right. And orange. And I'm here with my very good friend Liz, Liz Davis, from Central Tablelands Local Land Services, that's right, and who's brought this whole thing together. So this is one of the um, final events of Mycology May, is that right? We've had a full-on week of workshops and talks and fine arts fungi and a book launch with Alison Puglio. It's been amazing and hugely fast-paced and we've explored lots of areas of the wonderful world of fungi. So can you just give us a bit of a rundown about what's going to happen today? Yeah, I'd love to. Today's the third Mount Canopolis Fungi Survey and um, each year we keep learning but we put it out to the community to come and join us for a morning or afternoon session and they form into groups and head off into different areas of the mountain to look for and record the different types of fungi that are up here. We've come up this morning for the first time and had a look around and as it can be on a foray or a survey, you can't really see much fungi. We've had a cold snap of about minus three the other week, so that's had an impact. But as you start to look into the dead wood and the trees, there's all sorts of fungi there. So. I'm sure we'll manage to show people that wonderful world of fungi. Yeah, and it's quite well subscribed. This, I mean, it's it, it sold out, didn't it? Basically, there's so many people came to be in on this on this third um, survey yeah. of the mountain. Yeah, so we are filled up. We're we've got about 65 people coming up the mountain today, and they come as far as uh, Sydney and the Central Coast. So it's it's wonderful to have people come from out of the area yeah. as well as have people that live here yeah, um, and be knowledge. part of it yes yeah, and so it nice. does create a great atmosphere and we're really fortunate today because it's pretty mild for this oh what yeah it? eight I'm degrees comfy. when we arrive it's a sunny day it's really beautiful and um it's yeah it's wonderful to be here great well i'm looking forward to a great day of finding fungi I think it's great to have you aboard, Teresa. We wouldn't be able to run Mycology May without you. Oh, you're sweet. And um, Teresa's one of our team leaders, and she'll be working um, along with Alison Puglio on the Orange Mountain Lookout um, site on Mount Canopolis. Lovely. Oh, I'm so looking forward. Okay, thanks, Liz. Thanks, Teresa. 
Well, one of the photos you sent me was uh, a blue truffle. Now, why was that? I mean, I think that's amazing, but yeah. um, is it? Is it really unusual? I, I think so, because um, Alison had it as part of her display. It's an amazing display table for the mycology talks or workshops mm. uh, which were kind of introductory but also went a little bit deeper than introductory and mm. in, a, in amongst these lovely boxes of fungi that she's got on the table mm. uh, there's these like they look like silvery pota- silvery blue potatoes probably about I don't know about six or seven centimeters long mm. knobbly little tuber sort of things mm. and they when she cut them open they were like blue inside it was incredible so mm. Uh, she didn't know what they were, but she had collected them from uh, Lake Canobolis nearby. And so that's where the workshop um, participants went oh. after that part. So we went out ah. into the field. Ah, so she had um, had previously found these blue truffles yes, that's in right. that area. Uh-huh. Yeah. And so we went out there. Now, that really was and freezing. Ha- and ha- <laughs> But how did you find them? Well, it turned out that they were quite easily found. So... Lake Knobolis is a recreational reserve and mm. it's got a mixture of um, native and uh, like European trees and American mm. trees. So it was difficult to find, to decipher whether these truffles were actually living on the roots of a eucalypt that they were growing underneath or nearby uh, conifers type trees. Ah. Alison tended to think that they were probably the um, the exotic tree that they were with, but ah. anyway, and they were just basically popped out of the ground. You could see mm. them, like people were just, all of a sudden you'd oh. see one and well, down you didn't on have to scrape through no. the leaf litter or anything. You could see a little mound of silver. Absolutely, exactly. And then right. you pulled it apart and then all yep. of a sudden there were, there were dozens and dozens of them. So, huh. yeah, so it was really amazing. And I tend to think that, yeah, what Alison said about them being an exotic, like probably mycorrhizal with an exotic tree is more likely, you know, bright blue isn't really an Australian go. colour. <laughs> <laughs> you don't see many bright blue things in the mm, ground, do you? you know? No, you don't. Yeah. Another absolutely spectacular um, fungus we found when we went out to Lake Canopolis was the, um, I think it's called the Emperor Cortinaria, and it's, that's uh, Cortinarius archeri. And ah, oh, that it, um, um, that really big sort of it was beautiful, bright got sort of like a goblet thing. No, 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 it was more like a like a mushroom shape, but but quite chunky. Okay, and it's um this um it was they were this amazing um royal purple and shining in the sun. It was a glorious, and we found quite a clump of them, and uh, yeah, that was that was quite a find, and with the the typical rust coloured um mm. ring I'm just re- trying animus. to find a photo to remind myself what it what looks, it looks like. like. Yeah. That's it. Oh that's, yeah, that's it. it. That yeah. one, sorry, yes. Yeah. Emperor Court oh they are amazing. They really are the, really that, shiny purple. They were just perfect examples. And is that um they're just popping out of the ground like that? Again, you're not having to dig around to find them. They're That's quite... right. They like I think the mm. the ones you can see there. They've just somebody's just pulled a little bit of leaf litter away mm. from them, and they were just wow. glorious, glorious. So that was a beautiful one to find. Mm. And but, would we find either of those up here in Southeast Queensland? Yeah, certain, do you reckon? certainly the court. Nah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Good, I good, think they've, good. they've been in uh, local reserves and stuff. Up All here. right. Yeah. Um, and we don't know about the blue truffles. No, I don't know. I don't, <laughs> I don't think anybody had seen anything like that before. What's that you got there, Kathy? Mm, underground lovers, encounters with fungi. That fabulous book. 
by Alison Puglio. Alison Puglio. What a treasure. Mm. <laughs> yes, well, thank you very much for bringing that home for me from Mycology May. Oh, my pleasure. Totally. Mm. It's a gorgeous looking book. I love the cover. It's one I'd pick up anyway, even without the little hint of funny. Why, Why is that? Because uh, it's this looks like that bioluminescent fungi. Yeah, I think it is. Yes, yeah. and when it's I a lovely glowing green. And it has this fantastic name, one of my favourites, Omphalotus nidiformis. Oh, the ghost fungus. Yes, ghost one. fungus, Omphalotus nidiformis. Yes, it sounds good, doesn't it? Yes. Yes. So, anyway, apart from the cover, this is a fantastic book. It's in that natural history vein. Um, yeah where sort of personal observations are woven through observations about history and science and culture and all sorts mm. of things. I love that style of book. Yeah, it's a real, she's got a really good storytelling style, hasn't she? Mm. Yeah. So the book mm. um, is a chapter-style book and it has some features like um, women as oh, custodians yeah, of fungi, fungal yeah, lore. That was, and... a, um, that was a great chapter. Yep. Um, and even mentioned our friend Liz. Liz Davis, yeah. who brought the whole mycology made together. Yeah. Yeah. That was fantastic to read about, plus all the history, you know, so many women, like as in so many other parts of science, you know, working away for decades and decades and making all these fascinating and useful discoveries and not being recognised. and Never recognised. Yeah. Mm, and this, oh, another chapter heading I really like, no such thing as a bad fungus. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah so, I really like the way it just sort of, um, I guess she's got so many anecdotes and you were saying that too about the um, the workshops. Oh, yeah. that She mm. has got a, a terrific style. Sorry, Alison, big fan. <laughs> she's got a terrific style. She um very uh, engaging talker, very animated and manages to connect with people and make people feel comfortable straight away. And the workshops at Mycology May, everybody absolutely loved. And they realised that they were, you know, at one stage we had a small workshop, um, like a Fungi 101 sort of thing, with a beautiful display of fungus, um, fungi uh, that Alison had got, including things like um, blue truffles. It was so wild. But um, there were seven people in this work, seven or eight people in this workshop, and, and Alison was telling stories about several months before where she was basically... Um, addressing parts of the UN, you know, WHO and stuff. And so here they are, um, able to have a workshop with this person who's just got this immense knowledge and fantastic mm. enthusiasm. Mm. But the main thing is she tells great stories, really, yeah. really great stories. Yeah. And, um, it was a, a privilege to work with her and stuff down in Mycology May. I like how she uh, provided so much information about Indigenous uses of um, fungi, oh, whether, whether yes. they were in Australia or overseas. Yes. And that's something that's been really hard to sort of find out much about, but she's um, connected over the years with um, many um, custodians of country and is, you know, gradually working with people to find out more. And that was really interesting to read. Mm. Uh, it's great to know that that knowledge is still out there. We're very lucky there's still some yeah. custodians of that knowledge. Mm. Something else that really struck me was um, the reminder to really observe fungi and not just take a photo. <laughs> yeah, I know we're all a bit guilty of yeah, taking the pretty being photos. Yeah, very Instagrammy focused. That's yeah. yeah. 
So there's some interesting observations in there about, you know, whether it's a good or bad thing, this sort of fungi moment where people are going, wow, fungi, so exciting, I'm going to go out in the forest and yeah. hunt and forage and tramp and yeah. maybe destroy. <laughs> but, but they're so beautiful and yeah. I'm just going to photograph all these little fungi. Yeah. Like, oh, okay, yeah, maybe it. Maybe you should just go out without the camera one day. And... Oh, that's a very good idea because, <laughs> yeah. as she says, you know, like it's all about seeing the connections. So, mm. um, you know, she and a, a fellow fungal enthusiast will spend, you know, like a couple of hours just examining a piece of rotting wood and mm. just looking at the, the trails and, and the different fungi that you can see and the different bugs that are there yes. and all that sort of stuff and realising that there's all these little ecosystems all over the place and they're all interconnected. Mm. And so maybe you just have to look at fungi sometimes, well, a fungus and say, well, why is it here and, mm. and what is it doing? You know, yes. And that can be more important than knowing the name of something, yes. you know, yes. that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah, I think as a as a newbie, it's been important for me to use some um, fungi guides and get used to understanding the basic structures. Yes, but at the same time, her observations reminded me that, um, well, you know, there's fascination in just observing. Yes, and and learning about its context without um, understanding how it's been named basically that's true and because the taxonomy is ever changing mm. you know especially mm. with dna technology and stuff like that so yeah you're right and and i i really like that focus because it mm. is you are more likely to recognize the connections and the mm. you know the whole mm. big mycelium out there yeah um, if you're not focused on a thing as a thing as a species as a species yeah. but just looking at it as part of the whole mm-hmm. context and stuff you have a couple of um, bits there, pieces there in Alison's book in Underground Lovers. Would you like to do a little reading? Because, it, because the style is oh, so yeah. evocative and stuff. Yeah, I, I marked a couple. Um, I marked this one because um, it reminded me of talking to you about the um, the last the fungus survey that you just went on. The um, Canobolus, yeah. Mount Canobolus. And um, here is Alison talking about... Um, the first public fungus survey of Mount Canobolus where she joined Liz, our friend Liz Davis, in the central tablelands of New South Wales. The temperature gauge in my car read minus three degrees, dropping further as I ascended the mountain. It was not yet winter and I was hoping the cold snap had not spelled the end of the mushroom season. My eyes were habitually drawn off the road and into the forest, scanning for fungi. A reassuring clump of spectacular rust gills hugged the base of a manigam, its smooth, strong trunk disappearing into the fog. Mustard-coloured goblets of austral fork gills and great gangs of webcaps adorned the road verge. The forest slowly awoke with the eerie, whooping calls of pied currawongs and the red flash of a scarlet robin. I had a feeling it was going to be a good day. Hooray! <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. So, yeah, I really like that, and it's so many examples of her um, describing the passage through a forest, whether it's in Sweden or Iceland or Canada or wherever it is. Yeah, and you just get a real feel for the atmosphere and the delight in spotting something, and yeah, it's yes. really yeah. 
the book, literary treasure. It is, and, and the book's quite unputdownable, isn't it? Really, mm. you know, you really it really draws you in mm. into the mycelium. Mm. <laughs> Another thing about Alison's book is it reflects her life, which is spent uh, six like she's in a perpetual autumn, basically. She's uh, oh, yeah. six months in the northern hemisphere in pursuit of fungi, and then six months in the southern hemisphere. Yeah, I was yes intrigued by that because some people just t- chase summer everywhere, <laughs> but no, Alison chases autumn. I know it's so great, and mm. and so we get a, a taste of what it's like in other countries mm. like um, Sweden and Iceland, where yep. else? Canada. Well, lots of countries besides Australia, and mm. the, the um, fungal encounters in other countries, which of course is. Of course is really different to our experience here because a lot of it's based on uh, foraging. Uh, yeah, I, I like this bit about um, uh, foraging or just going for a stroll mm. through um, mountains between, where are they? Between Switzerland and Italy. Okay. Yeah. Do you want to read Sweden. a little bit out from no. that? The mountains yeah. between Switzerland and Italy. Yeah. Okay. A little further along, hedgehog mushrooms with their stalactite-like undersides hugged the ground. The smooth black trumpets of another chanterelle, the horn of plenty, scalloped the track edges. We climb onto a grassy plateau strewn with majestic parasol mushrooms the size of dinner plates. They sport snake-skin stipes and we run our fingers over their felty caps. The forest is flush with keenly sought edible species. Then, as if to keep us on our toes, a death cap looms in the leaf litter beneath the European oak. True to its common name, this mushroom can kill the uninitiated forager. Yet it is elegant and regal with its pale green satin sheen, and not remotely ominous. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. It really brings in, like, it's like engaging the senses in the whole thing isn't it you know it's the mm. touch the touch the light that's coming through the trees you know you can almost mm. smell um, yeah. the forest in who yeah. you're writing yeah so a wonderful book and recently published by is it university of new south yes. wales publishing so we'll put a link yes. on the website but it's underground lovers encounters with fungi alison polio thanks alison it's a great book Thanks for joining us on the Sporopod for this look around Mycology May in Orange. We hope you've enjoyed it. Please go to our website, which is sporopod.com.au, for images and resources and links. Please join us again next time for some more fungus in your ears. Mm.